Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast, a division of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train! <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jake Jude. I don't care. Offer me 10 firsts. If you're not giving me Leon Dreisaitl, you don't get Saros. Marcus Keller. Is Brock Besser <laughs> going to score four goals every game? Maybe, but probably not. <laughs> and Alex Smith. Third star of the week goes to Pistachios for how stupidly expensive they are. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast! Woo! <laughs> Welcome back to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I will be hosting your episode this week, next week, last week, and probably for the rest of the season. My name is Alex Smith, and I have two beautiful men with me. Coming up first, all the way from Nanaimo, it's Mr. Jake Jude. Woo-woo. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Life, hey. Alex. Not just this season. No, no. Next season we are swapping it. I am not hosting. Uh, <laughs> and I have the next season's host. The next season's host, which is Marcus Keller. Nope, that's wrong. But I, that's who I am, but I'm not hosting next year. It ain't going to be me. This is my last season. Uh, as host? Ever. No. Yeah. No. I'm going. I'm moving. No, you, that is, no, you can't. You sign a contract. I'm moving to a place with no Wi-Fi or cellular. Boy, I already tried. Doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jake sounds like ass, but he's still on the show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, it is episode 15, I believe. It's episode four. 16. Is this 16? 16th episode. Oh. I think your count's been off for a little while, actually. Oh, thank you I, for correcting me. I noticed that last week when I was uploading the episode. I was like, wait, what did Alex say it was? And then I went back and looked and I was like, oh, no, he's behind an episode. He, he missed yeah. one somewhere. Yeah. Makes sense. It might have been like the Christmas episode yeah. or something like that, but who yeah. knows? This is episode 16 of the fourth season. And the Canucks are still number one in the league. Yeah. Who would have thought? Is, is this... Is this not crazy that, like, I mean, we started the yeah. season all kind of like, ha-ha, we beat the Oilers a whole bunch, that's so crazy, whatever, and here we are and we're still in first in the league. Like, I, I don't think, I don't know, I can't even wrap my head around this. This is absolute insanity. It's going to make it even better when we lose in the second round. Wow. Okay. We didn't have to well, go there. You see, Marcus... You got to keep in mind the Canucks have only played bad teams so far. Yes, dude, it is February. <laughs> no good teams have played the Vancouver Canucks. It is, there is a month and a half left in the entire season. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We're anyway, in for a deep, deep yeah, no. second half of the season. <laughs> yes, and if you want to put a deep, deep hole in your pocket, Pause. make sure. You take a listen to this next segment because if there is one surefire way to lose money, it is by listening to the AWSBB. It's the AWSBB. There we go. Oh, yeah. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. The AWSBB went one for three last week. One for three. That is pretty good. Barely, though, because uh, we have the Canucks. small victories. The Canucks beating the Capitals, which they barely scraped by doing in overtime. Yeah. With, I think, two seconds left. Yep, that's right. Big thanks to uh, McMichael for the nice little giveaway to JT Miller in overtime. Yeah. Uh, We had the Celtics playing the Heat. I took the Heat. Guess what? The Celtics won. And I was big on the Niners to win the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs decided to run the show. Well, I mean, it was scripted. There's nothing you can do about that. I will never, ever bet against Patrick Mahomes for the rest of my life. Yeah. No, that's... uh, I do, too. I will probably do it next season. But with the Super Bowl being last week... I'm the only one. Yeah, you were on the Chiefs. I will give you that. Um, Since the Super Bowl is obviously the end of the NFL season, that is the end of the NFL part of the AWSBB. Oh. It's sad. It was one of the more uh, correct sports I could predict. Uh, predicting uh, six wins, I don't know how out of how many, <laughs> <laughs> or I guess out of sixteen. Okay, I guess something like that. Okay, that is less than half. Oh yes, very much so. Well, we're on episode sixteen, and I have four NHL picks correct. So, Jesus, yeah, it's not been good. I love how well he's organized. Like. If you had asked me how many you've gotten right, I would have no idea. Yeah, I... It's pretty impressive. I try to keep track. I don't know if it's correct. I just changed my notes, and I'm hoping that it is. Um, But we're going to try to figure out a new sport to add to the AWSBB. Ultimate Frisbee? Uh, I don't know if you can bet on that. Cricket? Uh, You can. I don't know how well I would do. Well, it can't be um, any worse than football. That is true. It cannot be any worse. Um, so, I mean, it might be a rotating sport. It might, we might find a sport that we really enjoy talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm darts. sure there's some out there. So, like darts? <laughs> Do you want to bet on darts? No, I don't. <laughs> Jake seems to want me to. <laughs> um, so, this week we're going to bet on MMA. Oh yeah, so we're gonna. I think it's gonna be a rotating door for a bit until we find one that sticks. Okay. Um. So yeah, this week we have a big MMA fight with Volkanovski fighting, and uh, we're gonna take Volkanovski to defend his belt against who? Oh, I should have known you were gonna ask that. I don't know why you did because I'm gonna say I could say a random name and you'd be like, oh okay. Yeah, I'd be like, oh yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, 
so we're gonna say uh, Jim Jimbo. Don't hey, don't sleep on Jim Jimbo. Jim Jimbo. Uh, yes, we're gonna Jim take Jimbo's put in a lot of work, and he's up and coming in the MMA scene. Yep. So was Phil Kessel. Uh, Jim oh, Jimbo boy. is going to take the L. Uh, the Canucks versus the Wild. Crazy take. We're going to take the Canucks. Yeah. Okay. Good. That, that that's a good take. Uh, and the NBA All Star Game is this weekend. Uh, so the East versus the West are going to be playing this Sunday, and we're going to take the West to win. Is the NBA All Star Game better than the NHL so All Star Game? So much better. Okay. So so much better. Like it's still not great, but it's way better. Mm. That's good. I mean, I can't imagine it being that much worse. Yeah. They're doing a uh, three-point competition between Steph Curry and Sabrina something like that. Uh, she plays for the WNBA, uh, but she's like, I guess, the Steph Curry of that league. Or she's just a really good shooter, so they're having a little face-off. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Yeah, that's all I really know about the NBA All-Star game. Yeah, that's There's a couple <laughs> dunks that go on. Yes, uh-huh. I know I know the dunk competition is actually pretty cool. Well, like it was in previous years. It's like everything. Like it seems like the past was so much better than the present. Uh, like even okay. with the dunk contest cuz like everything's already done. I like the one clip that the guy did where he did a dunk and he put like a cupcake with a candle on like the backboard oh, yeah, and when he dunked it, it blew out the candle. I yeah. thought that was pretty cool actually. That was a neat way to like I don't know. If you ever want to kill 20 minutes Watch uh, Aaron Gordon versus uh, Zach Levine dunk contest. Okay. It was 2016, right? That sounds right. It was right around then. But, like, the best dunk dunk contest ever. Just, like, crazy back and forth, like, what they were able to do. Um, But, yeah, if you want to kill 20 minutes, watch that. Uh, So, yeah, we're going to see how I do in the MMA world. If I go one for one, we might continue. If I lose, we might go to darts just for Jake. Good call. But, um, yeah, we're going to see. But that's a next week problem because this week the Canucks have a new player that I called. I don't know when, but I remember well, I called it. They haven't signed him. But they're going to, and he is going to make an impact. We don't know that. If they sign him, then I will believe that this team is a Stanley Cup contender. Jesus Christ. Do you think that's the missing piece? I think Phil Kessel is the missing piece. Oh, boy. I think he'll make a bigger impact in the playoffs than Lindholm. That is a crazy take. It is, but I believe it. Lindholm, Bro, he rode the pine last year. Yeah, he didn't. He did not see the ice. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't fit Vegas's scheme. You think he fits Vancouver? <laughs> tell me, tell me right now, who fits better on the second line winger spot? Phil Kessel or Pew Suter? Dude, I I would put one of the Costco hot dogs on that second line before I put Phil Kessel on it. I'm telling you right now, Phil Kessel will make a big impact on this team. He's going to make a big impact on the Costco food court sales numbers is what he's going to do. If he plays in the playoffs, he will make an impact. single-handedly make that Costco's food court profitable. Yeah, I didn't even know that was possible. He's actually, no, because they lose money on hot dogs. He's going to bankrupt Costco by eating all their fucking hot dogs. (laughs) Man, the amount of knowledge I have about Costco hot dogs is just unparalleled. What's your favorite thing from the Costco food court? Oh, that's, that's tough. 
Um, I mean, a 75 cent drink never tasted bad. Um, okay, but no price involved. Just taste. No price involved. Well, here, I'll tell you this. Their chicken wings suck. Do not get those unless you want to be on the toilet for I don't days. I think I knew they did chicken wings. Yeah, if some of them do. The Poco one does. Okay. Um, I've actually, I've never had it, but I've heard that they're, uh, they have a turkey sandwich that's really good. It's like a turkey and brie sandwich. I've, Didn't know they I've heard that. it's very good. I heard their churros are good. Never had one of their churros. Yeah. Cap. Cap. Oh. They're dried out tree bark. So bad. I had one when I was in the States not too long ago. Mm. I don't know. All I've had from Costco is a hot dog, fries, and a drink, I think. That's all you and really should maybe get. Maybe a Sunday. I feel like I've probably had one of the ice cream cups. Well, yeah, but soft serve is soft serve. That's not really going to get that much better or worse from place to place. You'd be surprised. Would I? I feel like a frosty compared to like a McDonald's ice cream cone. I'd take an ice cream cone any day over a yeah, vanilla frosty. Like, yeah, like if you're asking me, like if the price doesn't matter where the what the best fast food joint soft serve is, like I'm saying Dairy Queen. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, yeah, true. yeah. That's true. But that's yeah, not that question. is kind of weird. Why? Why is a Blizzard so much better than a McFlurry? Wait, hold on. You've had a soft serve ice cream from Blizzard or from Dairy Queen? Who hasn't, dude? That's kind of their, like... No, you get blizzards from Dairy Queen. What do you think blizzards are made of, Alex? Oh, my No, but you God, don't just Alex. get straight... No, no, hold on. You don't just get straight soft serve, No, correct? but that's what it's made no, out no, of. No, no, but, like, I'm saying you don't just get straight soft serve. Like, yeah, you're no, not ordering a cone. soft serve with toppings. No, but you're not ordering a cone. That's what I'm getting at. No, it's in a cup. No, okay, you're not understanding me. soft serve and a crushed up Reese's peanut butter cup. You guys aren't that going. What it is? No, no. You guys aren't going to Dairy Queen to get an ice cream cone, correct? You're getting a Blizzard. I've had ice cream cones from there. Really? Have you have never once had a dipped cone? No, dude. You're missing out. No. The soft serve dip, dipped in the chocolate and then it hardens on top. Well, I've had like a Dilly Bar. Okay, that is a dipped cone, but without the cone, and it's more frozen, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's on like a popsicle. But like, thing. if I'm going to Dairy Queen, like drive through, I'm only yeah. getting a Blizzard. I've never yeah. had the food from there. I've never had like a you know Sunday from there. I Jake is a big fan of Dairy Queen poutine of all things. Well, and burgers, right? Aren't you yeah. a big fan of the burgers? No, dude, their burgers are trash. I thought you back when I was food. like a fat kid. I used to eat a lot of Dairy Queen fast food. Uh, I'm, I'm ashamed of it, but I will admit it. And yeah, like their their poutine was decent, but. Anything else that they claim to be edible that wasn't dairy product, completely inedible and would give you the shits. I promise you that. Like, what a, what, food that's a dairy random queen? like fast food joint to be like, that's your joint. Especially where you live. <laughs> okay, was there so, a Dairy Queen even near you? No, okay, so I'll tell you the story. Which I think it's kind of <laughs> This fun. dude would drive so, for hours <laughs> to go get the shits from the yeah. Dairy Queen. <laughs> they do square patties, right? He's like, no, I don't want Wendy's. Go get the Dairy Queen. <laughs> I need a round patty to give me the shits. I'm driving a Langley. <laughs> yeah, if this mayonnaise and produce hasn't been sitting out in the sun for at least eight hours, I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was in my undergrad and I was going to school, um, had to like pay for parking and when I would have two classes throughout the day but they were like spaced out I wouldn't want to pay for parking for the whole day because it was really expensive so I would pay for parking for my morning class and then leave the, the campus and then come back for my night class and 
I wanted to go somewhere where I could like sit and use Wi-Fi and study or whatever in between classes. And there, the like public library was really far away and there weren't really a lot of good options. And coffee shops in the area were always busy because it was right near a university. So I went to the Dairy Queen and I would like sit in the Dairy Queen because no one ever went in there. People are only going through the drive through and getting their soft serve, right? So I'd sit in the Dairy Queen basically by myself for hours and just study. And of course, I would like get something to eat, right? And yeah, I promise you, it's garbage. Don't eat Dairy Queen food. But if you're looking for a place to study, that's the joint, okay? <laughs> that's good to know. You know what? I, I have to point this out too. We we can debate all we want the impact that Phil Kessel will have on the team. But let's talk about the impact that he has on fast food because he's managed to derail the entire first half of this podcast to just be about fast food. Uh, and not only that... Um, he's also derailed Twitter in Canada because the day it was announced that he was coming to Abbotsford to, uh, to train with the Canucks AHL team, the three top trending things on Twitter in all of Canada. Number one was Phil Kessel. Number two was John Stewart for reasons I don't know. And number three, he came back to the daily show. Oh, okay. Cool. Good to know. And number three, was Costco. And the only reason Costco was trending was because of Phil Kessel and the proximity of Costco to Rogers Arena. And I just think that's hilarious. I wish there was a Costco in Rogers Arena. I mean, there might as well be. Like, I know there's one right on the outside, but for like in arena food, that would be really nice. We to need have. to make like an underground tunnel network that runs from nope. Rogers Arena to the Costco food court. So you can go in and out. So that tunnel would be about five feet long. Yeah. So you want sick, right? No, it just it just would it would serve no purpose. It would also have to be crazy deep because there would be like utilities and sewer lines and water lines well, and stuff. And like the lineup, you would be like on people's shoulders. Well, yeah, but like, but I mean, that way again, you could like go to one or the other without like. They should make the tunnel for those fancy suites, the tunnel that leads to the Costco food court. What? Why? I could get behind that. I think they're the only ones that don't need that. It's us regular folk that need to get a dollar fifty hot dog. Before Anybody we go in. could get a dollar fifty hot dog. That would be nice. Dollar dollar fifty hot dogs for Fuck all. Fuck a lemonade stand, a hot dog stand. That Costco, one of the smartest business decisions they could make at that individual Costco would be to expand their food court to do more things other than the couple things that they do. Like, yeah, you can get a hot dog and a soft serve. But you know what? Start getting some burgers going. Pump up a few different flavors of pizza. No, no. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But like was that just, Nikita Zadorov with a black. It was okay. So yeah. we, I, I want to bring this up too. <laughs> so Jake is watching the Vancouver. So okay, we're all watching the Vancouver versus Detroit. We're game. filming this on Thursday. Usually we do it on Wednesday, but Thursday we're doing it this week and probably for the next couple weeks. Right. And right now the Vancouver versus Red Wings game is on. But me and Alex are being very careful not to react to things because Jake is exactly one minute and 12 seconds behind us in terms of his broadcast <laughs> feed. So every time something happens, me and Alex are trying really hard to be quiet about it. But to Jake's point, yes, Nikita Zadorov just ripped one. I mean, like he shot, he shot the puck really hard. 
And are you are you laughing at a fart joke? <laughs> You're laughing at a fart joke right now. Should we throw your mom? Shut the sixty-nine. Okay, whatever. So hard I could hear it in the memo. Whatever. Um anyway, yeah. Canucks are looking good, up three nothing. And uh without Dakota Joshua, too, who got injured against Chicago. Yes, and that fight that he had. Yes. Um Good on him, though. Good. We we need someone who can do that. I Phil just Kessel wish... could do it. No, he couldn't, dude. Do you see when he fought uh, the Boston people? Fought the Boston people. Or the guys on Boston when he was swinging his stick at them? In, like, 2015? Yeah. Wasn't that John Scott? It was. He was swinging his <laughs> stick at John Scott? Yeah, when John Scott was still with the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, I thought it was Boston that he did that to. No, and that's why it threw me off. I um, Yeah. It, yeah, I don't think Phil Kessel is going out there with a lightsaber stick anymore and trying to take people's legs off. I don't know. He's a big body. He could probably take a couple punches. John Scott. John Scott would miss the punch. What? I don't know. I feel like he'd miss. Dude, don't disrespect the all NHL MVP All-Star. That like is that. true. Yeah, that man single-handedly changed the way we can vote for the All-Star game. <laughs> they should just make it a fan, like, voted in. I think, like, we all talk about the different formats that they could use. I think one that they should do is, like, All-Stars versus Plugs. And just, you get, like, the worst of the worst versus Why? the best of the best. <laughs> that's, I think that's that'd be Chicago hilarious. Ver- that was the game no. last night, Chicago versus Vancouver. Yeah, pretty much. No, and he- I enjoyed watching he- that. Here's what I think they should do, okay? All the All-Stars get in, like, normal, okay? So you have normal, regular All-Stars, and, ah, that sucks. The Canucks just got scored on. Yeah, um, it, it, that was, it was a bit of a <laughs> scrambly one in front of the net. Puck's bouncing yeah. around. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, like, all the regular All-Stars get in. And then, for the captaincies of, like, the four teams, that's when you open it up to the rest of the NHL and Anyone can be voted captain of an NHL All-Star team. I love that. <laughs> I I still, though, I would kind of like my idea just because the name Beauties versus Benders sounds really nice. <laughs> but, I mean, that I like that would be a sick format. That's something we would talk about yeah. for many, many years. But I also like that, like yeah. having like a team with Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Elias Pettersson captained by Tyler Myers. That does sound really fun. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just think that there's something kind of cool about a player that isn't necessarily an all-star on the ice, but gets enough respect and attention off the ice to be considered an all-star. Well, who like, would I be, think that's kind of cool. Who would be a player like that? Who's a bad player that just like people love? Well, it doesn't even have to be bad. It just but, like, has not to be like all-star. not all-star Not caliber. an all-star, but just guys love. There, there's a honestly Andre Kuzmenko could have ended up being one. No, oh, definitely, yeah. L- like for his personality, absolutely for Vancouver, yeah. But I'm talking yeah. about like league wide, league wide. Jesse Puliarvi for the meme he just got into the NHL. Yeah, that's why it'd be funny. Oh, so we're bringing like what Ilya Kovalchuk back over just to? Are you telling me you wouldn't watch that? That that's the point. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That that's the whole point. Right. I think the other interesting thing about it is like you'd still see all stars get those positions. It would just be interesting to see like the randoms that like wouldn't. You know, like you'd probably still see Connor Bedard or 
or Sidney Crosby get those captaincies voted by fans, but you might also get, you know, random players like fucking Tyler Bertuzzi or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like or you get in, even like go the direction of like recent retirees, like have Patrice Bergeron come back in the game. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. He's coming back for playoffs. He's not coming back. He's skating right now. He can skate all he wants. I skate too. That doesn't mean I'm co- I'm joining the Canucks for the playoff. Push. Well, I think there's a big <laughs> difference between you skating and Patrice Bergeron. Skating. I don't know, man. I think he can turn right. He, yeah, he probably can turn right. Yeah. Speaking do, of, do you like, think he can that? stop on both sides? Nah, nah. I think you're good. I think okay. you got him there. Okay, we can both only um, stop on our left. Yeah. Good. Speaking of which, how's the boozers going, guys? Like, I, I've never really talked to you guys about how the boozers are. Uh, well, Alex abandoned our team last night, so we uh, were not able to mm-hmm. get hit. We did win. We did win. They, they, they've been going well. Closer games recently, but a lot of wins. So stay, staying good there. Yeah, we're just hoping we don't get moved up. Yeah, we're doing everything in our power to not move up a division because then we're going to get rocked. So trying to stay exactly where we are. Um, and uh, are you on the score sheet? Uh, not recently. Not for a little bit, actually. Kind of slowed down there. I think I got a couple secondary assists a few games ago, but that's about it. I think you assisted on my goal. Yeah. Last game I played. I think I also got a primary assist <laughs> for giving Andre the puck at our goal line. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, those are always fun. Um, a- anyway, that, that aside, uh, we do have some Canucks news to get to this week as well, because this is the Canucks news segment, and we are... Almost a half an hour into the, into the podcast, so um, Alex, go ahead and uh, load it up with the Canucks news. Yeah. So uh, last time we talked was Wednesday. Last Wednesday. Sorry, uh, mine's in a scramble. Yeah. So last time we talked. The Canucks have only played two games in between. Technically, they are playing a third right now, uh, but they were two not-so-pretty games. Or, sorry, uh, four. They played four games, and they were not Oh, my not God. Pretty. Are you okay? No, I, I was very <laughs> thrown off. I was not. No. <laughs> I'm very tired. Buddy, the last time I was that confused, my heart stopped. Yeah. Okay, the Canucks have played four times since the uh, the last time we talked. Uh, they played the Bruins, which we were all very excited for. Yeah. Which I called. You did. It you, was a you called a four, four nothing, nothing loss. loss. Don't know how I called that one, uh, but yeah, that was an ugly game. Yeah. Then they was went. It? Was it ugly? Do you did, did you, you think it was a good game by the Canucks? So I watched the whole game, but I think that like people overreacted a bit because I think it was too unfortunate giveaways and honestly the rest of the game like up until the point where it was like pretty much like a runaway um it was a pretty decent game like i thought the canucks came out of the gate really well they applied a ton of pressure that first period they dominated despite the fact that they came out down too like i genuinely think people are being a little bit too um, alarmist about it i think that uh part of the problem is that whether or not it was a couple bad giveaways or however you want to look at the exact scoring and how it happened, I think the problem is that for the majority of the game, our biggest problems or issues with this team that we've all had were kind of confirmed for us because we watched them again 
just get outworked and out hit by a more physical team that we were not able to keep up with. And that's what we've talked about for most of this season, right? That's been the story is this is a very good skilled team, but they have trouble no matter what level of competitiveness the other team is at. They have trouble when it comes to physicality. Boston is a prime example of a good team that plays with a lot of physicality. And we were not able to hold up to it, right? A couple bad giveaways or not, we lost pretty convincingly, right? The majority of the game, the Canucks did not play very well. It looked like they were intimidated right off of the ice. And that's hard when the expectations for this team are as high as they are right now with where they're at in the standings. Because when you see them play a playoff-style game, they don't stand up to it. Yeah, that watching that game really showed just how sound the Boston team is at playing hockey. Which sounds weird to say, but just the way that they play, and I, you could chalk it up to coaching, you could do whatever, but their systems and how they play and doing their sets of like having the one man go in deep first and then the second man try to figure out where the puck's going to go and try to intercept it. Like they just play super good hockey. They're not the most skilled team. Like the Canucks are very much more skilled than Boston. However, yes, Boston just plays a better game than us, which isn't a good look when you are a team that's destined to make a run at the cup, just getting outworked by a uh, team that's not as, or doesn't have as much skill as you. That was the, uh, the biggest thing I took away from the game. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's almost disheartening to watch because it, it's one of those things where you almost start thinking, should I have my hopes up this high? Because if we can't play a team like this, we're going to struggle in the playoffs. That's, that's the bottom line. It doesn't mean we're not going to win anything, but that's the kind of play that we're going to have to deal with in the playoffs. And this team has to be able to stand up to it. And they can't lay an egg like that. Playoff and experience. I've been talking about it. You guys called me crazy. You got to get that experience first. It A game like that, I hate to say it, it almost recalibrates what you think of this team. And like what your expectations are. I, I mean, everyone's called me crazy for saying that they're not going to win it this year. Because they haven't lost. They haven't played that style of hockey. And that game showed when it comes down to nitty gritty, when it comes down to playing a good team who knows how to shut you down, like they just, they don't have a response to it. So it's good that that game got done and it's the first of two games because Boston's coming, I think this month, right? Uh, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, this, not this Saturday, is it? Next Saturday. Okay, good. Uh, Me and Alex are going to go to that one. Yes. We will be boots in the rafters. Boots in the rafters. Uh, that's one of my favorite sayings to come out of this show. Boots in the rafters. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's gonna be. It's gonna be a really. That will say a lot. Actually, yeah, that game. That's gonna really show if this team can adapt. Yes, and I'll even say it. They don't have to win the game to prove to me that they've changed no i think they need to win they have to play better though no they They, got they need to make it a close game they got embarrassed if they don't win there better be a shit ton of penalty minutes 
Okay, I, I, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Like, I want to see them. If they get embarrassed, they got embarrassed in the first game. If they can't come back and embarrass them, there's got to be fights. There's got to be, like, give on. You can't just embarrass us. You can't come and sweep us in our season series, and we're not going to do anything about it. Yeah. Because then they are just going to get, like, ragdolled in the playoffs. You, you know what Talkit needs to do? Talkit needs to get them all in the locker room before that game and make them watch the Nickelback cover of Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting and the Hockey Night in Canada intro. If he shows them that before the game, those guys will be ready to run through a wall. I recently saw that video, and I've, I've never been more amped up laying in bed at 1130 at night ever. Maybe once or twice, but like so, in terms of like... I don't think a guy like Pedersen is going to be wanting to run through a wall after watching a Hockey Night in Canada intro. Oh, I think he will. Because he has no... this That doesn't mean anything to Elias him. Elias Pedersen loves Nickelback. Yes, but the Hockey Night in Canada part. Yeah, well, it's, it's just clips of hockey though. Oh, okay. I thought it was just them singing the song. Yeah. You thought it was, yeah, Don Cherry and Ron McLean just singing Saturday Night's All Right. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. You watch so many random things. No, it, it was, well, I didn't watch that. It, it's just it's just clips of hockey and Nickelback, the way things should be. Okay. Uh, then the Canucks went to Detroit, where they had a ugly loss in overtime, where they ended up getting gritty on in overtime. Um, Brutal. Yeah, tough, yeah. tough, tough two games back-to-back. You know what? I wish someone would have cross-checked him in the face after that. Yeah, so we'll get into <laughs> that. that yeah. That's that, that's a second-half story. Yeah. We'll get into it, but later. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously the Canucks are playing Detroit right now. They look a lot better than they did in last game. So uh, that's nice to see. Uh, then the very next day, also... Three, or no, two early games back-to-back. Back. Yeah. That sucked. I missed a good chunk of them because I was at work. Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, I got to see some of them. I got to see the overtime of the second game against the Capitals. Uh, and the Detroit... Actually, no, I, I did see both of them. But, um, yeah, the man, 10.30 a.m. games suck. Yeah, not very fun. A nice 12 o'clock game, I don't mind. Yeah, that's fine. You know, you can go, you can make lunch and watch the game at least. But like 10.30 in the morning, what are you, what are you doing? You know? It's just like... It's When's the Canucks home matinee? Because usually the, like once a year, they'll play like a 1 p.m. Pacific game in Vancouver. Yeah, and oddly enough, it somehow is almost always against the Blue Jackets. And I, I don't know why exactly that is. But yeah, it's always like, I feel like it's usually 2 o'clock. It's usually a two o'clock okay. game and it's on a Sunday, but I don't know what it is this year. Oh, okay. I, yeah, not off the top of my head. I don't know. Okay. Actually, I don't know if they do have one that's that early this year. They got a four huh. o'clock. I know that. Yeah. They have a couple four. Well, the Boston one is, is a four o'clock. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So a nice little three to two win and overtime. Thanks to McMichael. I think his name was. That's right. Yeah. Nice little giveaway to JT Miller to, uh, Send them on to Chicago, where they had a nice little 4-2 to two win. Um, yeah, so not a pretty road trip. Definitely, you could say, our um, worst road they, trip. 
they went like three, one and one or something like that in five games. Yeah, but it that's, wasn't. That's not bad, man. Compared to the road trips that they've been on already this year. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, last year, that's a great road trip. But this year, you know, it's a different standard coming off of all-star weekend, getting a brand new player that's supposed to be this exciting jolt to the lineup. And they've taken a step back. I I don't know if going three one and one on a road trip is really taking a step back. That's like I think any team in the league would be happy with a road trip that has those numbers. But technically, it was, and yet somehow it is a step back. Yeah, and they really they went two one and one. Did I just see right that the Predators lost nine to two? Can we not talk about? Okay, that we can talk game, about that please. in the second half. Oh man, did you did they trade Saros and I missed it? What happened? No, they probably had Saros in net. Was Askarov in net? Was I in net? What? How did they get nine goals? I don't know. I stopped keeping track once it was like four nothing. Um, but yeah, I mean the Washington game that was an overtime win. So like that's not great. Yeah, they won against Chicago. Who cares? Everybody does. So Carolina was a great win but got embarrassed by Boston. They should feel embarrassed after the Detroit game. Yeah. And going to overtime with Washington, that's not a good look either. I'll be honest, though. Here's the thing. As long as we're talking about the overtimes and whatever, the one against um, uh, Detroit, the penalty shot that was called has got to be one of the softest penalty shots I've seen in quite a while. It, it, they, I forget who the player was that had a breakaway, and he was cross-checked, yes. But he also then got back up and got a shot on net. And I was under the impression that if you get a shot on net, it is not a penalty shot. It is a penalty. And it was not a crazy hard cross-check. Like, it was probably two minutes. Like, okay, you call a penalty. But I don't know. A penalty shot in overtime, I think, has to be something pretty blatant. I and think it's if you if you interrupt their shot when there's nobody in between them. Like, between the player no, and the goal. That's a, ba- a basketball you're, you're mixing up there, Alex. Oh, is Shooting it? Shooting motion. <laughs> oh, maybe. I don't know. Either way, I, may, maybe yeah. I'm a little fuzzy on the rules. I don't claim to know the NHL handbook inside and out. I'm not a John Garrett or anything, but that was... Easy with that. Oh, eh? no. He, he was... Dude, no one was better with that rule book than him. He was awesome. He had it open every game they were watching. He'd flipped a certain set. He would tell you like what section and subsection of the book he was reading to find out the answer to something. He was the best. No, okay. Someone was probably piping in the answer to him and said, say exactly this. John no, Garrett. I saw the book when I, I got a you tour. You saw the book. I got a tour of the, the press box once or the, um, the commentator's booth during a game once. Yeah. And I got a picture with him and Shorthouse, and they. Sh- I took a picture of their like desk and like the stat sheets and the stuff they were looking at because that kind of interested me. The rule book is sitting right on Garrett's desk. All right. And I, I don't know. I just I, man, I forgot how right because of the the penalty shot thing. I guess it just it made me question what is and is not a penalty shot because I've seen a a lot of them that I think should be penalty shots and they aren't. So then for them to call that one was kind of like, well, where'd that come from? I think it's ultimately up to the uh, ref's discretion. Okay, well, that ref discressed wrong. Fair. Uh, The Detroit game was also the Nikita Zadorov hit, I believe. 
It was yeah. little little shoulder brush to the chin yeah, there. a little two game suspension for a hit that it's it's tough when you're a six foot what six dude hitting yeah. a five foot eleven guy because that's I like he made intentions on lowering his body, but we've all been there. Well, me and you have Marcus. I don't know about. I'm taller than you. You're not, but I'm a fair bit taller. Definitely not. Jake, I think what we can both agree is that Jake is the tallest person on this podcast, and maybe he could weigh in as a six foot five defenseman. Well, I mean, I know Alex probably could weigh in on this too. I don't know about Yeah, Alex, I'll, you go first, Jake, and then I'll just kind of chime in with my life experiences. Yeah, just like it doesn't really matter how much you try to like bend down and, you know, square up for the hit. If a guy is bending down, skating into the zone, it is nearly impossible to not make at least a little bit of contact with his head. Granted, in this scenario, it was just an angle thing. Zidorov clearly didn't mean to take his chin off, but he did. Um, and I think two games was appropriate. It's just kind of like unlucky. Go, you know, sit in the timeout and then come back and, and join the team. I thought it was like pretty appropriate. But. but... Does that not seem a little backwards, though, that you're saying that on one hand it was an accident, but on the other hand, yeah, maybe he deserved two games for it? You know what I mean? No, because that's... The, yeah, well, they're... it's because, like, they're trying to erase that from the game, right? Yeah. Like, they don't want guys coming in and laying these huge hits. But They want to see the forward dangle the defenseman. Like, they, like, that's what they're trying to promote in the game, is they're trying to eliminate the fear in forwards of putting their head down and dangle the defenseman. Right or not, that's the direction they're trying to go in. The, you know? the game's getting smaller. It's getting faster. They don't need mm-hmm. those big open ice hits. So, yeah, like they are trying to get rid of those. And, like, as me and Jake know, like the referee is looking to, like, they know if a taller guy is coming at a shorter player, like me or Jake, we're going to come hit like Marcus. Oh, my God. Like, it's just, it's bound to happen, especially with the way that you're skating or a lot of players, at least like me, I know I skate with like my head forward first. Okay. They're not skating with their back straight up. Like you're leaning forward. Yeah. yeah so yeah. a lot of the time you are going to make contact with the head first. Right. Like it's just, it's an, un, it's a unfortunate event. He didn't mean to obviously, but yeah, two games, it could have been worse. You could have gotten five. Well, I mean, not for that exactly, no, but, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was one of those things. I didn't really agree with it, but hey, first game back, clap bomb. Big shot from the point. Dangle snipe silly. Always. Um, another thing, too, missing Dakota Joshua. No check back, check paycheck. No timeline on the return quite yet. Uh, we just found out he got injured in the Chicago game, so he's not playing tonight against Detroit. They have not given a timetable, which is a little concerning. That makes me think that they are possibly considering a surgery, which would really suck because he has been part of that third line that has really been, I've said it before, they've kind of been like the shoring for this team. It's like when everything else can crumble around it, but that third line stays intact all the time and they play really well together. So even missing just one little piece of that might be a bigger problem than I think some fans realize. It sucks. Don't get me wrong. And I don't want this to go the wrong way, but I'm going to say something that might not sound great, but I mean good intention. 
I don't want any players to get injured. However, where are you going with this? However, man? with an injury in the forward court, we do we finally opportunity. we have an opportunity to bring somebody up from the AHL. Right. That is exciting because yes. we do have so much talent in the NH- or AHL. Yeah, like Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel. Um, <laughs> honestly, all I really care about is Phil Kessel. I do just really want to see Phil Kessel. I um, do. I've never in my life have I thought to myself, you know who I want to see in the blue and green? Phil the Thrill. That has never once crossed my mind in I my can't entire wait for life. Him to score in his first game and it's all not you gonna guys do are gonna that. Shut your yapper. He's n- shut your yapper. What are you? Shut a thousand? Yapper. Shut your yapper is a good one. <laughs> oh my lord. Um, anyway, but yeah, him, um, Baines, uh, Pod Colson, even. Well, you know who came into the lineup instead? Phil DiGiuseppe. Yeah, not the guy I that I was very excited to see. There's something you guys got to consider, right? Anyone that they bring up from the AHL, when Joshua comes back, they're going to have to move back down to the AHL. And we all know what that means. So you got to be careful of what you do here, right? Wait, what, what does, does that mean? mean? Well, you got to pass through waivers. No, they're well, all on a certain, two-way. Certain, certain players would need mm-hmm. to pass through waivers. Even if you're on a yeah. two-way? Yeah. Really? A two-way doesn't just exempt uh, no. you from waivers, no. does it? No, a two-way contract does exempt you from waivers. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. But like most players in the AHL are on one-way contracts. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that a two-way means yeah. you were exempt. Sorry. I, I didn't know that. Most players that would get called up are on one-way contracts, typically. Yeah, two-way means that you can go either up or down. That's probably why they brought Jet Wu up over a guy like... I thought two-way just meant you have two salaries built into your contract. One no, for if you're no, playing in the no, AHL no. and one if you're playing no, in the no. NHL. Two-way means you can play in both leagues. Oh, yeah. okay, man. I, I misunderstood that completely. Yeah. So, yeah, that would make sense why um, they brought uh, Jet Wu up because I'm guessing he would be on a two-way. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's why Hirose didn't get brought up or because they knew that like he's just going to be sitting in the press box. That's possible. Yeah. Um, Jet Wu, though. This is a guy we've been hearing about for so long. He had a very good season last year, and he's built on it this year. People, I think, because he's been around for so long, keep thinking he's way older than he is. He's only 23. <laughs> we've had this exact conversation. I was just going to say, we do this every year. But I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> I think a lot of people have almost given up on him without even really knowing anything about him. And I really hope he can prove those people wrong because I've always really liked him. So it, it would be really nice to see him get a shot with the big club. If his name wasn't Jet Wu, would you still like him as much? I probably wouldn't care at all. Yeah, yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, it might. The reason why I don't like him is because he's from Winnipeg. But if, I... if, <laughs> if we hadn't corrected Marcus like a year ago, Marcus would still think that he was drafted after Brock Besser in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably true. But he, he's uh he, he's someone who like I mean, come on. It's going to be so much fun when that guy gets a point and they announce it and the whole stadium, every single person just keeps going, "Woo! Woo! Woo!" So I think you're going to be the only person. When, no, 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 Alex, when we went to watch the Abbotsford Canucks the first time, 
every time Jet Wu touched the puck. Yeah. Oh, it's a thing. Yeah, he didn't even have to get a point. He was on the ice with the puck. It was everybody. That's kind of cool. It's very cool. And I can't wait to hear 18,000 people do that at the same time. Cool song better be Ric Flair drip. (laughs) That would be pretty funny, yeah. Yeah. But Uh, yeah. Like, for for the entertainment of it alone, I would hope that they would find a way to bring him up. Yeah, yeah, he's a fun player. Well, put it this way: one more defenseman goes out, and he's in the lineup because right now they do have. uh, Oh, actually, I'm not sure. Well, right now, so Carson Susi is on the IR, which sucks because he is one of our better defensemen. Um, But now Zadorov is back in, so Friedman, I guess, is up in the press box now, and uh, Jet Wu might get uh, sent down to Abbotsford again, but. I would really like to see him get a chance. But the one guy that Rick Tockett has talked about trying to bring in and maybe get him some playing time is actually Arshdeep Baines. Yes, I desperately want to see him get brought up. We've talked about it last week. I feel like we've been talking about it throughout the whole season. Like, this guy needs a chance up in the NHL club. Yeah, but who who do you think he's better than on this roster, right? That's the thing. Phil DiGiuseppe. You think so? Easily. Okay, then why didn't he get called up? It must be with J- I. I don't. I didn't know he was on a one way, but that would be the only reason I think that he didn't get brought up, is because he's on a one way and he can be claimed off waivers. I didn't know that was a, or I didn't know that he would be on a one way, but that's the only thing I can think of of why they didn't bring him. Can you still claim people on waivers after the trade deadline? Yeah. Yes. You can, eh? Okay. Um. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do in that scenario and what they uh yeah, what they do with Arshdeep Baines, but man, I he is a guy that I'm excited about. But again, then you've got other guys like Pod Colson down there too who are nope. probably you don't think so. I I don't think that he is a better player than Arshdeep Baines right now. And fitting on the third line, Pod Colson doesn't fit on the third line. That is a good point, actually. If like, if you're bringing in Pod Colson, he's going on the fourth line the, and nowhere else. The perfect place that I would put Arshdeep Baines on this team would be the third line. They do a little bit of everything. Right, but that's also, again, you would only put him there if there's an injury, because other than that, you wouldn't break that line up. Yes, but that's what I mean. There's an injury right now. Right, I, I see what you're saying. Um yeah, we, we can debate all this. It's all hypothetical, but it, it would be nice to see some of those younger guys get a chance. But I think, again, this club is in first place in the league right now, and I think more than anything, the Canucks just don't want to change anything about what they're doing because it's working. Right? Except bring in Phil Kessel. Well, well, we'll see what happens with Phil Kessel. But even Lindholm, we were talking about, he's got three goals since he's been a Canuck. Three goals in, I think, five games, including this game tonight against Detroit. That's three goals in five games. This would be the sixth game. Uh, well, he scored twice against who? That was a, that was the first game, Carolina. It was Carolina, and then right? Then Boston. It was a game. Yeah, Boston, Carolina, then Detroit, Boston, Detroit, Washington, um, Washington, Chicago, then Detroit again. Yeah. So this is the sixth game, right? It is okay. So he scored three goals in six games. That's respectable. Right, you can't. Are are, are mean, you really needing more than that? Him to score more than every other game? They were two tipping goals, but 
and they were on the power play. One of those tip-in goals, though, was going three feet wide. No, and no, he they were it nice tips. In. Yeah, they were nice tips. But yeah, I don't. I could care less if he scores. I want him to be sound in the defensive zone. You know, be able to distribute the puck and just play good hockey, which I think he has been. So he hasn't far. been bad. Like he doesn't stand out as bad. I wouldn't say he stands out as like a top player or anything like that. But he's an improvement on what Kuzmenko was yes. for us. Yes. And that that's ultimately what this team needed was just to get better in that position. Yep. And they did. Um that all being said. Wait, before Oh yeah, go ahead, Jay. Before we move on, before we move on, I I think there's something that we should clarify. So Alex and I were pretty confident in the rules of the waiver wire and I wanted to make sure, and we were not oh? 100% correct. Okay, so um, what, how does so this work? Players, so players who sign one- and two-way contracts both have to move through the waiver wire. Um, there's a bunch of like stipulations and caveats, but basically the only one that really matters is if a player's age and games played is below a certain threshold. So for the most part, if a player is under the age of 25, and has less than 60 games played in the NHL, like accumulatively across all years, right. then they don't have to go through the waiver wire. But beyond that, they have to. Um, and the only major difference between a one-way and a two-way contract is a player at the NHL and AHL level make the same amount on a one-way, and they make different amounts on a two-way. So Marcus, you oh, were right. So I, I was right. Yeah, you were okay, right. That, that is what I thought the rule was, but I, I wasn't super confident in that. Um, and yeah. I actually believe that that is part of why they did not want to call up Pod Colson anymore is because I think he's right at that maximum game threshold. Yep. And if he passes oh, it... for sure, yeah. But he, he's like right... He's got like 57 games played or something like that. Like he is just underneath that threshold. And once he crosses it, to send him back down, we would have to risk losing him for nothing. So I think that's Whoever why... Whoever they call up, they're going to lose, basically. Yeah, um... I mean, they, well, they, then that makes no sense. Why wouldn't they have called up Baines? Well, that that's just it. They can call up Baines. They could also call up Linus Carlson, who they've had play at the NHL level before. Who was the guy last year that played against Chicago and scored? Well, that's I. I that might have to be no a trivia I, question. No, I. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea where you're going with that one. I, I have to be honest with yeah. you. Again, this is one of those things where I'm sure we have. Some listener out there at work who's just screaming at his speaker because he knows the answer. Yeah. And we don't. But I, I have no idea who you're talking about. I don't know. We'll figure it out for the second half. Yeah, we'll, we'll get something going. Uh, anyway, no inbox this week either because I, as Alex mentioned, we're recording on Thursday and I have a little alarm on my phone set off to go every Wednesday to remind me to put the inbox up and I forgot to switch it to today. So there is no inbox questions today. We'll have to get your questions next week. Uh, but I have an inbox question. Oh, okay. Jake, we hang on. Jake is, uh, swimming through (laughs) from Nanaimo all the way through the inbox to the mainland with an inbox question. I, I hit the button. Okay, great. Um, it's basically just about the Calgary flames. Um, they've Mm -hmm. been very wishy washy so far this year. Mm -hmm. Um, and, kind of in recent games, obviously except for Thursday night's game where they lost 6-3 to the Sharks, um, they've been doing a little bit better. So the question is, are the Calgary Flames a playoff team? No. No. Not close. 
They're going to sell, Ooh. sell, sell at the deadline and fall out of their spot. I was going to say the exact same thing. I think they know where they're at. They know that what they have right now is not something that they can build a very solid team out of. I wouldn't even be surprised if Kuzmenko gets flipped. Um, if they like, I think what their game plan is going to be is on any contracts that end relatively soon, they're going to retain salary. They're going to ship those valuable pieces out to playoff teams and they are going to collect first over or first round pick after first round pick after first round pick. I think if they play their cards right, they are going to be a very hard team to watch for the next two or three years and they are going to get a lot of high draft picks. If they're smart okay, and they want to turn this around, I believe that's what they will do. Okay, then I'm going to throw some names at you guys, and I want you to tell me as fast as you can without thinking about cap or realistics or um, like whether or not the contract situations work out. I'm mm-hmm. going to throw some names at you, and I want you to tell me what the return for each one of these pieces would likely be in a deadline deal. Okay. Are we teams or just what we're expecting? Uh, no, I'm just going to throw player names at you and i want you to tell me like what what they're worth reasonable return would be just tell me like first liner second liner third liner role player okay. uh, prospect and then like uh draft picks okay okay so we'll start net with jacob markstrom uh two first round picks i was gonna say that's a first and a prospect for sure yeah okay michael backland a second yeah, it's second, second in something else, like even like a late round pick, like second and a sixth. Okay, uh, Blake Coleman. Uh, I think some team would sh- give up a first for him. You think so? Eh? I yeah. think so. Oh, for, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I was, sure. I was gonna say second, but you know what? When you think of it that way, yeah, you're right. Someone out there will do that. Well, and he's got Stanley Cup pedigree. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, he was a third liner on that team, but anyway, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I would say you more than likely want to see some salary retained there, but probably uh, yeah, he's making yeah, like five mil or something. Coleman, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kuzmenko, hey, fuck a first, uh, a pretty okay prospect, and the, this is what I know. You said not to think about cap retention, but like it does go through my mind right away. If they were smart. Because again, they he's only got two years left. If they retain some of that salary and they make it so that any cup contender can take him, I think, yeah, that's a first and maybe even more. Which would be crazy because that would mean they acquired a first with him and they would acquire another first to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. That would be some, some expert, like pro-level GM finessing to be able to do something like that. But I think it could be done. Yeah. Um, next name, Andrew Mangiapane. That That is a first. I would really? put him in the same, maybe a little yeah. bit under Blake Coleman. Yeah, I, I said first like knee jerk, and now the more I think about it, I'm thinking maybe more like a second and like a D-level prospect. Mangiapane, just for reference, has 10 goals and 19 assists in 52 games. Yeah, that's so nothing to sneeze at, but but not bad. Uh, and then on D, I'll get started with... Uh, actually, you know what? We'll leave him for last. Let's start with Rasmus Anderson. Probably another first. 
You can maybe it, even but he, he, here's the thing, though. Here's what we have to keep in mind, because we've said all these firsts and seconds and prospects, and that is all true. However, we have to remember that in some of these, they would also need roster pieces back because they do need to play people for the rest of the season. Yeah, we're just yeah. saying what they're worth. Yeah, exactly. This is yeah. like for, for reference only, not to be taken as like yeah. actually what they will get. Uh, Noah Hannafin. Noah Hannafin is, I would say, similar to what Lindholm got. So a first... You think a pretty guy. big package. Yeah. Oh I think, yeah, I think he's a, you'd be getting a haul. Yeah, I think he gets a better haul than, or should have gotten a better haul than Lindholm. Okay, it's a left shot, thirty point penalty killing D man. Like that's a that's a pretty solid young. defenseman. I think he's I think he's under twenty seven. I want to say he is exactly twenty seven. Okay, mm. yeah, he turned 20 two weeks ago. Uh, Oliver Shillington. A third, a fourth. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Not, oh, you know what? I'm not I familiar think, never with mind. your game. I think game. Oliver Shillington's like injured or something. He's only got six games played. Uh, never oh, mind. I didn't realize that either. Um, okay. okay. Let's just pull the trigger on it. Chris Tanev. Um, a team. bed sheets. A team somewhere will <laughs> be. Bed <sheets>. Shut up. <laughs> A team somewhere will definitely be willing to give a first and, and then some. No. Yes. No. He's not worth more than a first. He he totally is. He is not. He is. Again, I know I know we said we're not gonna talk No. This is a guy. Toronto would give a first up for him. But that is it. There are I think Tampa other teams would give that could, probably a first, a second, and a third. Yeah, hell, if the, you know what? In on that note, I think we should offer them Sam Lafferty and ask for a draft class in return. I think that would <laughs> suffice for them. Draft class, but hey, man, come on, Kendrick uh, knows better than Sam Lafferty. Okay, and, and moving on. Um, yeah, ten of someone out there will give more than that because you have to remember he's making less than five million a season. He'll only have to be paid for the remainder of this year, and then he's a UFA. So it's not like, even if Calgary does retain a little bit to make sure that he can fit on the other team's roster, some team somewhere will give up more than a first for him. I do believe that. I also believe that the Canucks should still be in on this. Would you have given up the same package that we gave up for Lindholm for Tanev? Not quite as much. Okay, let's say we don't do... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. For for Lindholm, we gave up a first, yeah. a very hi- highly touted prospect. Yeah. You can argue whether we sold high or whether he was going to resign, whatever. He was a very valuable piece, yeah. and we traded him. So a first, a high-end prospect, a low-end prospect, and Andre Kuzmenko. Yeah. And a fourth. And a fourth, I for, uh, the conditional, conditional fourth. fourth, if they want to. Yeah. Which I don't know if we ever even revisited. If they the, the condi- want to. The, the, did we ever revisit <laughs> that? An awesome the, call back to last week. Yeah. yeah I don't know if we ever even <laughs> publicly talked about what the condition was, but the condition <laughs> ended. They're feeling like it. The the condition ended up being that it's text you at two in the morning. You still want that fourth? No. So. F- <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how I feel in the morning. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. So he, here's the thing. So the condi- you know how it must usually, have got lost in the mail. 
you know how usually the condition means like, oh, if this happens, then it'll be something less. Like usually that, or in my mind, that's how the condition okay. usually works. That is not how ours works. So the condition on our fourth is that if we make the Western Conference Finals, yep. so if we make it to the third round, that fourth actually becomes a third. Yeah, that happens. I know. It just, it feels annoying. Yes, because it's, it's made I, an I overpayment and even more overpayment. I wish the condition was if Alvin felt like it. Yes, that would have been a lot better. I would have liked that condition more. <laughs> no matter what, it's oh, going to be The condition of, we'll see how I feel in the morning, is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the condition is what side of the bed I woke up on today. <laughs> Whether or not I've had coffee yet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 look i mean anyway i stand no, by it so i i would not have given up that much for tanov to so answer let's your original we question. don't do the lindholm trade what what does the canucks give up for tanov in your mind is kuzmenko part of the trade he must have to be uh for cap reasons i think yeah. yes you throw him in there i would have done kuzmenko you know what i would have done kuzmenko Brutz, Brutzvich, the Subaru, the Subaru, and I would have still done the conditional fourth with the with the same condition of if I feel like it. Okay, I don't <laughs> hate that. That that I think would have been fair because you're you're giving them a prospect of their choosing in the future with the yeah. first. You're giving them a high end defensive prospect, so you're kind of defenseman for a defenseman. And for cap purposes, you've got Kuzmenko in there, and I don't mind the conditional fourth. Because if the condition rides on us getting deep into the playoffs, that's the whole point of the trade to begin with. Yeah. That makes sure that it was worth it for us and it was worth it for them. So it's the trade without the first round pick. No, it's... Or, it's sorry. It's the trade without... Uh, wait, what did I say was different? Yoni Yermo and a first. Yes, there's no first and no Yermo. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. So it would have been Kuzmenko, Brutsevich, and the conditional fourth. Yeah, I would have done that for Tanev. Crazy. No, I don't think it's that crazy. I think if Tanev is not that valuable, he is for this he's, team because what is, what is this defense lacking? Reliability. That is what Tanev is. is. This team. <laughs> no one looks at this team and says they don't score enough goals. That's not our problem. Okay. No one looks at this team and says our goaltending isn't enough. It's no, not good enough. They look enough. at this no team one. and they're like, they got too many teeth on it. That's right. Let's take That's some exactly out. right. Yeah. They say this team's face hasn't got in front of enough pucks yet. Yeah. So you bring Tanev in. <laughs> Eat some rubber. Also, we, we didn't even talk about this. Did you Eat guys see rubber. the way that Besser and Hughes were both talking about Tanev over the last week? They were both separately asked about him. Both of them said that he was like a dad to this team. That he every new guy that came in went right to Tanev for advice. That he was such a calming presence in the locker room. Hughes greatly attributed some of his success to Chris Tanev. And they clearly want a guy like that back on this team. Holy. Yeah, Bester said that on the Chicklets podcast, did he not? He did, yeah. yes. I just, I don't think the podcast can continue if Tanev becomes a Canuck. Because I don't want to listen to Marcus, I think, after it happens. I think I think if that happens, I think you're, like, it's going to be, we are winning the Stanley Cup. I will say this. 
Chris Tanev is the missing piece. Really? Yes, 100%. Not Phil Kessel. Not, no, not Phil Kessel. I made this point just a few <laughs> days ago. I said, Chris, I, it, was, it was about the quote. One of them said a quote, and I posted on Instagram, and I reposted that quote on my story and said, Chris Tanev is the missing piece. An hour later, Phil Kessel lands in Abbotsford, and I said, you want to know what isn't the missing piece? Phil Kessel. That's not the thing standing in our way. I don't know. I think he's going to look good. I guess time will tell. Yes. Um, speaking of the time. Speaking of the time. We've been doing this it's for an time. hour. Nope. It's time for a break. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to jump over wow, the second half with, with uh, yeah, man, it's been a while, hey? Yeah, holy shit. Uh, we're going to jump over to the second half, uh, so stay tuned for that. We'll get into some more hockey news from around the league. We'll see what else comes up. It's always a blast. And uh, stick around during the break for this week's trivia. There were seven awards given to the Vancouver Canucks team and players on the team. In what year? In 2010-2011. Okay. Name all seven awards. Kessler got the Selkie. Yeah. Stanley Cup. Oh, wait. Fuck you. <laughs> that We're ending the podcast early. Good night. Okay. Ryan Kessler got the Selkie. Uh, Kessler got the Selkie. Um, Sedin got the Art Ross. Which? No, there's only one Art Ross. Which city? Oh. Um, I know there's fucking one Art Ross <laughs> dipshit. <laughs> uh, I believe that was the year that Henrik won it. No. Okay, then Daniel won it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Felt like a pretty low, yeah. <laughs> low risk guess. Um, uh, Luongo didn't win anything. Uh, oh, did Daniel also win the Lady Bing? No. Did Henrik win the Lady Bing? No. I wasn't paying attention to Jennings yet for Luongo and Schneider. He has not said that. Okay. So. Is that a guess? Did, did they yes, get they the did. Jennings? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh, the Ted Lindsay Award is... What's that award for again? I forget. But I don't did, know, but I'm pretty sure Hank won it. Yeah. No. Daniel? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is hilarious about them that, like, you just kind of lose track of which one of them did what in what year. Um. So how many so are we at then? You're missing three. You got all the easy ones. Vino get the Jack Adams? No. You're uh, missing one more easy one and then two hard ones. One easy one and two hard ones. Um, I have no idea. I'm assuming probably the one for the GM of the year, but I don't know what that trophy's called. Oh, wait a second. Did the Sedin win the heart too? Not in that year. Not in that year. Okay. I knew one of them wanted at some point. What's the GM of the year one called? It's like a guy's name. Yeah. It's just a dude. It's just NHL general manager of the year award. 
Oh, okay. I think they've named it now, and it's like a really, really old white guy name. It's like Earl. Yeah. There is a name Bob for it or something. The Earl Bob Barry Award. <laughs> they should rename it to uh, David Portal. Definitely not. Okay, we're at nine forty-five. Yeah, let's uh, let's say no more guesses. Let's just jump to the second half. Wait, the the GM award though. I guess that. Okay, who won it? Who won? Yeah, Nonus. Nonus was not the GM at the time, and even really? though I yeah, and even though I know who it was, I feel like it would be fun to hear Jake's answer at the end of the episode. So stick around for Mike that. Mike Gillis and. To, well, okay, it was, yeah, Mike Gillis. it was Mike Gillis. But stick around till the end of the episode to find out the two awards that we're missing. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. And welcome back to the second half. And we're going to jump straight into it because it's getting late. We've been filming for a while, and what better way to start the second half than with Mr. Nanaimo himself in the goof of the week. What a goof! Go ahead, buddy. That's right. Welcome to the biggest goof of the week. It's my part of the show, my segment, where I go out and find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, what have you, bring up the story with the guys, maybe chat about it, and this week, the biggest goof of the week is Morgan Riley for... Cross-checking, brutally brutalizing Ridley Gregg for not even doing anything at the end of the Toronto Maple Leafs and Ottawa Senators game. Um, personally, I find this more of a goof because it's goofy and not necessarily because of like him doing something to embarrass himself. I just think it's a goofy story. I let me let me get one thing straight. Morgan Riley is a goon, and there is no place for that in this game. Is that like your legit take? I don't think there's a place for that in this game. Really? I do hate Morgan Riley because he is a Leaf. Yeah. But that has nothing to do with this. This could have happened with any team in the league, and I would have thought five-game suspension is a fitting punishment. Brock Besser does it. Just cross check someone in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yes. 100%. Because here's the thing. And this is the biggest thing that I think people keep forgetting. This was not a hockey play. This was after a goal had been scored and there was a solid four seconds between that goal and when Morgan Riley cross checked this guy in the face. Yeah. I, I, this is not like when you talk about the code and all this stuff. It doesn't go that deep, in my opinion. I've never seen it go that deep, right? Uh, Look no further than the Canucks again. Not not they won the Detroit game tonight, but the last Detroit game we lost in overtime, and the scorer of that goal hit the gritty after he scored. Does that not warrant? If if you're saying that Morgan Riley's cross check was, um, uh, I I can't think of the word right now. If if you are condoning that, would you have condoned a cross-check in the face in that scenario? Yeah, so I'm not condoning what he did. Yeah, you probably shouldn't take a slap shot at an empty net, but what Morgan Riley did was not justified. No, it was not. 
However, Uh-oh. if I was in the same scenario, I probably would have done something. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm saying, not saying that I would cross checked him in the face, but yeah. like you go over, you push him, shove, whatever. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying he couldn't yeah. have done that. Yeah, but to do what he did, yeah, cross checking in the face after the goal's been scored, and he's in a defenseless position too. Yeah, like he didn't know that was about to happen. You know, that's. I don't know, Jake. Where do you stand on this one? Honestly, like. I don't really hate it. I think it's it's about time we brought back a little bit of balance into the game. Like I remember uh Brian and Reeves came out and said something about this this week. And he's like, make hockey violent again. And I kind of agree. Oh, like Jesus. so much so much of the part of the game that's enjoyable to watch is a little bit of the violence. That being said, as long as like there isn't an injury that comes out of it, like I get that. Morgan Riley definitely could have injured Ridley Gregg on the play. Um, but like, I don't hate the, the retaliation, I guess, I guess like the extent to which he went is a little bit too far, but I don't hate that he went after Ridley Gregg for it. Yeah. Like grabbing him, throwing him against the glass and beating the crap out of him. Totally fine with blindside cross check to the back of the head. Maybe not the right way to go about it. You know what I mean? I think I think we can all yeah, mostly agree all on, on the same that. page. Like, yeah, he no one's saying he should have done nothing. He should have just skated to the bench, smile on his face, and go, "Oh well, we lost a hockey game, and that guy's a dick. Too bad." But yeah, what he did ultimately, Greg didn't end up being severely injured, but he could have been. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse, right? Like that's just it. If he's lying on the ground and we find out he's out for the rest of the year with a broken jaw. Or even a brain injury, like, or, or I, I mean, a, a head injury, like a concussion type yeah. thing. Like, are we having the same conversation? You know, it, it's one of those things where no matter how you look at it, I don't think you can really justify what he actually ended up doing. That, that is an extremely dangerous move to make in that position. Yeah. Um, it's not correct. It is correct that he did respond, but not in the way that he did respond. Yeah. I think we're all just saying the same thing. Pretty which, much. Which sucks yeah. for a podcast. You always want one person to disagree, but yeah. with something like this, it's kind of like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be the guy that defends Morgan Riley here. Uh, of course you would. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I'll, uh, you know what? This, this makes me wish that we still had Don Cherry on TV. Because I would have loved to Don see... Don Cherry would have loved yeah, that Yeah, you, you kids at home, you watch this. This young punk, you look at him, you steal the hubcaps off your car. He looks like a thug. He comes down and he takes a slap. You don't do that, kids. Oh, here comes Morgan Riley, good old Canadian boy. And that's that's some good old Canadian justice right there. Morgan <laughs> Riley, I, I love him. Love him like a son. That, that's, how, that's how you play the game right there, kids. Don Cherry have a favorite team. The Boston Bruins, and ironically enough, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, now that you say Boston, that well, he well, coached. He, he coached the Bruins, yeah, yeah. so he loves the Bruins. Yeah. He loves Bobby Orr. Yeah, but he grew up in Tirana, so Tirana. he loves Tirana. What do you think Don Cherry's doing now? He's actually a Preds fan now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
funny. Dude, that good of a joke. The the Predators existence in the NHL must be one of his least favorite things. I was going to say, you probably tell him, and he's like, oh, what do you think of the National Predators? And he'd go, who? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. He, you know he would be someone, too, that's like, what are you, what are you doing? You got, you got Quebec doesn't have a team. You got, you got Hamilton up here. What are you doing putting a team in Nashville? They don't watch <laughs> hockey. That's a college football town. You don't put that there, you dummies. <laughs> I wonder what he thought about yeah, Vegas getting that team. Look at the roster, and it's a whole bunch of European names. Yeah, he, he's lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one thing he said once? He was like, Sonny Milano, that's not a hockey player's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, that yeah. seems like a pretty smooth transition to talk about uh, another game that happened tonight. That's crazy, because Don Cherry's never made a smooth transition in his life. No, but well, Nashville. Dude, he'd have a hell of a time with, like, Rutger McGrory. Oh, no, yeah. he wouldn't. He would do what he did with everyone else and just <laughs> pretend he knew how to say it when he didn't. Yeah. My favorite imagine is him, him trying, trying to say... What? Imagine him trying to say Jimmy Snuggerude. <laughs> yeah, he'd be Snuggadunt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you you've heard him try to say all of you you've heard him try to say Oliver Ekman Larson, right? You know, Oliver Lossum Tossum <laughs> nowhere even close. And he says it so confidently. So many clips you hear Ron McLean try to set him up, like he'll say a player's name like six or seven times, and it's because it's a difficult player's name to say and he's trying to get it in his head. And then Don Cherry just goes and butchers it anyway. It's hilarious. <laughs> so I'm trying to say the guy. Subaru name. Yeah, he'd be like, the uh, uh, Hunter, Hunter, I love the Hunter kid. Yeah. Look at the, the, bruise, the Hunter, <laughs> Hunter, Bruce, 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 Bruce. <laughs> I miss him. You know, he's 90. 90. That's crazy. Yeah, well, happy. It's 90. not his birthday. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's 90 today. Yeah. Well, you know what? His birthday was last week. Oh, well, happy belated, happy belated 90th birthday, Grapes. There you go. Um, Nashville Predators play You don't today. look a day over 85. There you go. I would argue he looks a couple <laughs> days over 100. But anyway. <laughs> no way. His brother's name is Dick? And he played for the Flyers? What? I didn't know he had a brother. Dick Cherry. Dude, Don Cherry's brother's name is Dick Cherry, and he played for the Flyers. That's, That's pretty funny, crazy. actually. Yeah. Okay, all right. All right, what are we doing? Uh, we're uh, moving on to the next news bit. Yeah, it's a okay. slow day for news, so um, we're going to give Jake his flowers, and he can talk about the Nashville Predators. And uh, we'll talk about their really most recent not. game, because that just seems like... The most reasonable thing to say. Uh, so they played tonight. Yeah. Uh, they played the Seattle Kraken. Oh, that's a pretty easy team to beat. Yeah. Well, Eli Tolvanen. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. So uh, I think they had a little bit of trouble. A little starstruck seeing such a good player. Yeah. They wish they could have a player like that. They in their do. They could use probably. a player like that. A nice yeah. young talent. Somebody to look forward to. Um, So they got a little starstruck. They lost nine to what? two. Uh to the Seattle Kraken. So Jeez. we're going to our insider, Jake. What happened in this game? 
Yeah, you know, I um I went to the game down there in Seattle, and unfortunately the uh, Predators forgot to show up because the uh, Kraken were playing the Bruins tonight. And that game, oh man, you know, it was oh, great. Yeah, they were playing the Dallas. Kraken, oh, was Kraken it Dallas they were playing? One. Oh. And you know what? It was, it was a real good showing for the Kraken. You know, um, Eberly and, and Tolvanen, they really put on a show out there. Nice to see Beignet getting back on the score sheet. It was a real get, good game. Start to finish. Let's move on. Nothing else to talk about. Did you just say Beignet? Yes. Ben Gay. Isn't it? Wait, what? No. Isn't it Bernier? No. Who's Bernier? Oh, it's Ma- Matthew Beniers. Beniers, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Bernier? It's a look. It's Is a that a different French-derived last name. It's pronounced Beignet, but like it's just been anglicized to sound like the Beniers. Fuck does anglicized mean? Yeah, that's not. Was that another French word? Why are you bringing oh triangles God, into this? <laughs> It's been Englishified. That's not a word. No. No, it's not. You don't know what anglicized means, so I have to invent a word for you to understand what it means. Anglicized means Englishified? Yes. Oh. That's weird. So you could say an English translation is an Anglicized... Jesus Christ. It's been a slow week. We are losing the plot here, boys. Jake, do you want five minutes on the Preds? Uh, You know what? I will um, boil this down to one sentence um, that a colleague of ours coined about 10 years ago uh, in a game where the Predators were on the other end of a 9-2 score. Ah. And it goes something a little like this. Someone who works for the team today should not tomorrow. Yeah, that's That's a good one. That's a good, good old Steve Dangle clip. One of his, like, it's one of his most viewed videos from before the Leafs went in like 10 playoff disasters in a row. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It was back when his big hits were still on regular season games, but yeah, that was Mm -hmm. a, that's one that is a good one. Someone who plays or works for the Leafs today shouldn't tomorrow. That is yeah. a that is a good quote. Yeah. Uh no, all jokes aside though, yeah, I I don't care. Like this is not a good team. <laughs> I don't expect them to win games. When they do, it's a happy surprise. Like I'm actively cheering for them to not succeed this year in the standings. All I care about. I'm going to say this again. All I care about is the development of the young players on this team. That is the beginning and end of what I care about. Ryan O'Reilly and Gustav Nyquist just refuse to to obey that. They want to go off and have their own fun and and be good. And and obviously Roman Yossi and Philip Forsberg can't help it. So they have had some success this year. But at the end of the day, what matters to me is seeing young players succeed. And that's not quite the case right now, but Hopefully, in time, it will continue to be the case, and the team will get better. Spoken in great words. Yes. Anglified words. That was one of the most anglified things I think Jake has ever said. (laughs) Yeah, there was no non-anglifiedness. No, it was a lot of anglification. Gentlemen, Jesus Christ. (laughs) What? Uh, thank you. you. I appreciate what I think was a compliment. 
Um, okay, well, I think I think that's everything for NHL. Days. Yeah, it's, it was. It's, it's a short week, yeah, guys. The the All Star game happened a while ago. Nothing exciting's happened other than Morgan Riley trying to decapitate someone. Yeah, um, we went pretty thick into Canucks news. Oh, Jake Gensel got injured. Uh, he's out yeah. for about four weeks. We'll see if that affects him getting traded. Everyone kind of thinks he's on the block, so we'll see what that does to him. Yeah, because they can't trade him while he's injured. Well, they can. I don't but, think so. Yes, you can. You absolutely can. Really? Yeah, but just teams might be less likely to take a chance on him because you never know what the return is going to look like. Yeah, you don't have to look this up. I you can you can take my word for it. You are allowed to trade a player while he is injured. I you might be the least trusting word, dude. You, people get traded when they're on LTIR to make cap space on different teams. You can definitely get traded when you're injured. Shea Weber, Arizona Coyotes legend. Yeah, Arizona's Hall of Fame includes mostly players that never actually laced up for them. Like, if you were to make an all-time team of people who have technically been Arizona Coyotes, most of them would be guys that have never played a game for the Coyotes. He's still he's still looking this up because he can't believe that you can get traded <laughs> while you're injured. He can't even find a webpage that will talk about it because of how ridiculous of a question it is. Yeah. You know what's annoying? Matthew's just getting gifted another hat trick, and now we all got to hear about it like he's some deity. Like, it's he he taps a couple pucks into the net. Let's oh yeah, let's compare him to Timu Solani. Like yeah, well, shut up. No, he is on pace to be like Timu Solani. Yeah, and it, it's just no, he oh. is not. Is he on pace definitely for does 70? have a lot of goals this year. Forty two is nothing to sneeze at. But also, I'd like to point this out. Do you guys remember a couple years ago when I said Sam Reinhart would win the Rocket? You all laughed me out of the building. And now Sam Reinhart is three goals behind Austin Matthews. Yeah, but he's not going to win it. Sam Reinhart. I'm but, ro- Marcus, do you remember that? I'm rooting so hard for Sam Reinhart right now. Is, you guys wouldn't even fucking he's believe it. six goals behind Austin Matthews. What? Well, yeah, it was probably three before tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, my app probably just isn't updated with uh, tonight's stats well, yet. Well, we have but a Sam Reinhardt hat-trick incoming. I know, I know you hate Toronto. Everybody hates Toronto. But you have to admit 45 goals in 51 games. That is nuts. Like, like jokes aside, jokes aside. It's it, nuts. It is good. Marcus. But when Marcus, you, I'm just it saying. It is nuts. When, when Marcus, you're playing. Marcus. It's nuts. I need you to say those words. It, you it won't hear nuts. them. It's nuts how how good of a passer Mitch Marner is. That's nuts. That's nutty. <laughs> Alex, you belong in a tree. You're a nut. Brock Besser has 30 goals. Round of applause for Brock Besser. He should have 31. He got robbed of one tonight by a stupid rule that shouldn't matter or exist. Okay, I, we are just picking at stuff, and yes. might as well let let's let's say we've had a couple really long episodes lately. Let's say we have a short one this week because again, the news was not yeah uh, plentiful this week. Yes, uh, that we, it was not. It was not. However, a very exciting week coming up for hockey. 
Uh, lots of big games, lots more Canucks news to come up. So stick around for next week's episode. Um, the only thing I think we have left to do is hear what someone else thinks. It's time to throw it over to Alex for thoughts. 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 So I can't remember if this is a thought that I've brought up before. But have you guys had the McRib? I personally have not. I haven't either. Jake, have you? Have I ever what? Had the McRib. No. God, no. Ew. Okay, well, that's tough. Do you not like ribs? (laughs) Marcus, I can't tell if your argument is whether or not the McRib is a rib. Which I don't think many people would argue that the McRib is ribs. Isn't it just like a boneless slab of rib meat? It's like a. Ew, no, it's not. It is like. It's like. It's like mushed up pig. Pieces of the cow ground up and molded into a piece of meat that's supposed to look like ribs. I thought it was pork. So it's like. It's like the beef equivalent of a chicken nugget. Yeah. yeah like a Only, dog. yeah. You know what, Alex? I think you're right. I think it might be a mix of beef and pork, or maybe it's just pork. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But. Here, but yeah. Honestly, the only reason I haven't tried it is because it's also loaded with pickles and onions, and I, I don't particularly care for either of those things. Well, I love pickles. I've come to start liking onions. Still. I'll still only have caramelized onions, though. That is, we're not getting back into that. Oh, yeah, we did that fight already. Man, you you are so wrong. No, you lost. You want to eat an onion like a fucking apple. No, I don't. Raw ass onion. No, I would just rather have raw onion than gross, greasy, cooked onion. You you want. And I was in the majority. No. Yes. No, you were not. Either way, we're not doing that again. But I've never had the McRib. But it just doesn't look that appetizing, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's just well, like Jake said, it's a it's a ground up pork slash beef patty that's just drowning in barbecue sauce. But that's not even like honestly the grossest part of that, because like it's a, it's like we said, it's a chicken nugget. Like we know chicken nuggets, not just straight chicken. It's a bunch of ground up shit. Who cares? It, it, it's all chicken, but like it's parts of the chicken you wouldn't necessarily exactly. want to be eating. But like we don't really care. Like it tastes good. Yeah. Are we gonna deny that Don's has the best nugs? No, we're not, because Don's has the best nugs. Okay, that's another fight for another day. It shouldn't be a fight. This should be a pretty unanimous. But the grossest part about the McRib to me, at least, is the barbecue sauce. Not a big barbecue sauce guy. No, I think barbecue sauce is super overrated. It's just ketchup with a little bit of shit mixed in it. Then you've had some horrible barbecue sauce. But that's what it is. Yeah, I'm. I'm a barbecue sauce guy. But what is barbecue sauce? It, it's just like a... It's ketchup. It's kind of like a... It's like a, sw- a tangier ketchup. So it's ketchup with some shit in it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I like that shit. Nah. It's good shit. It, that shit, the sh- quote-unquote shit, yeah. is like brown sugar and spices, and I think there's even a little bit of mustard usually in it, or like mustard, pa- whatever you want to call it. It's it's good shit that it's mixed with. It's ketchup no. and good shit. No, but like ketchup, I'm not a big ketchup person anymore either. I mean, I don't use ketchup on anything other than fries. What's your go-to dip for fries? Ketchup. What the 
Whoa. What a weird. Garlic aioli. Yeah. Okay. Like garlic aioli. aioli if I get like truffle fries, but like. No, even on regular fries. You go, you go to McDonald's and saying, oh, can I get a side of truffle aioli for my French fries? Hold the fuck up. You get, you use ketchup on McDonald's fries? I can't tell if you're fucking with me or not. Of course I use ketchup on McDonald's. What? What do you do? You just. Hold on. Where are you, where are you dipping the ketchup with the road fry? Where are you putting the ketchup? Well, because I always get nuggets, so I always use like a the when you open the box, I use like the top corner of the box to like put the ketchup. So into. you you use the ketchup packets when they go. You want ketchup packets? You go. Give I me go the shelf. load me up with those bitches. Jake, do you use ketchup on McDonald's fries? Hot take: I hate McDonald's fries. I do not eat them. That, that is a hot take. That is a very bad take. They're, Which is something else we're going to have to get into. Yeah. But I think that McDonald's fries, when they're hot, they're fine. And when they're cold, they're ass. Man, they're we, so well, yeah. bad. We bring Phil Kessel here for three days and we cannot talk about <laughs> anything but fast food. But <laughs> well, you use ketchup for McDonald's fries? Dude, What what is your issue? What do you use with them? Nothing. You just, you, nice big dry mouth of salt. And you're just like, yeah, nothing else, please. Yeah, Thank you. If I'm getting McDonald's fries, I want it for the salt. You know what my grandpa does that just drives me nuts? The salt and pepper? No, it's salt, pepper, and vinegar. And oh, he yeah. will not eat the fries without it. And it's just like, man, why you got it? Like, I love my grandpa, but why you got to ruin a good thing like that? No, you're ruining it with ketchup. No, you're not. You're putting ketchup on French fries, Alex. That's that's the number one used dip for all fries. No ketchup, it, but it's not the best. No, I may, okay. You know what? I'll give you this. If McDonald's had a garlic aioli, I'd try it. No, I would. Can rather... I bring your guys' attention to something that I think is really important? What? Okay, I can't wait to hear what he thinks is so important about this yeah, too. Probably gonna be something French. Wendy's yeah. is coming out with. An orange creamsicle oh, frosty in March. I did see that, and that looks pretty good. That does not excite me at all. Really? Well, you. I've never liked such a raccoon. No, taste shut up! Bus. Shut up! You're like, oh, they're coming out with a trash flavored <laughs> frosty. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited! Yeah, Mark is. Oh, they're coming out with a buttered toast flavor. Oh, sick! <laughs> they're coming oh. out with a fish and chips flavored. Yes. Jesus Christ, guys. No, but like... Oh, they're coming out with a plain cracker flavor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Plain cracker. Oh, don't guys. put too much salt and pepper on it, please. Oh, my Lord. I don't know. Orange-flavored ice cream just doesn't really sit well with no, me. No, 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 but it's orange creamsicle. Alex... You tell that me is right very now. Different. You're right. A, a creamsicle is even worse for me because it's like an orange popsicle encasing ice cream, which just, I don't, that doesn't mix for me. No, that's way better than like a chocolate dip. That is the wrongest a thing you have ever said. I'd rather have a creamsicle than like a chocolate ice cream. God, what a, what an awful thing to say. I don't think so. I think chocolate ice cream is one of the most overrated food items. Here's the thing. If you have like vanilla ice cream or something, that's good to have like with something. Like if you have like a cake no. or like a piece of cake and you have some ice cream with it. 10 out of 10 times. Chocolate ice cream is good standalone. The only better chocolate thing over vanilla is a frosty. A chocolate frosty is very good. It's better than the vanilla, but it is. 
like vanilla ice cream, chocolate ice cream, 10 out of 10 times I'm taking vanilla. Uh, no, to me, vanilla, it needs to be enhanced with something. That's the problem. No. Yeah. Don't, you can't just say no, like you're right when you're wrong. But I'm not. You are. You are wrong. And you know what? I'm going to make a poll. We're going to see if you can have one scoop of something by itself, what would it be? Vanilla ice cream or chocolate ice cream. And we're going to see what people say. Jake, where are you on this? Um, If I'm getting one scoop of ice cream and it French has vanilla. to be. <laughs> I'm getting mint. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not even mint chocolate chip, just mint. <laughs> I want toothpaste. Yeah, he's just putting toothpaste <laughs> You this, mean black licorice. Yeah, um, Jake's walking up like, do you guys have birthday cake? <laughs> Can I get bubble gum? <laughs> Check a vanilla squalor cookie crunch, please. <laughs> Jake, where if are there's you? only vanilla and chocolate, yeah, I'm going vanilla. No, yeah. dude. Really? Join the... I think so. For me, but like, if you add anything to either of them, I'm immediately going chocolate, but just on its own. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. You went the wrong way. Like you want like a rocky road or something like that? Okay. You know, I'll give you an example. Like if you add anything to them, obviously not like anything, anything, but if you're adding toppings to the, oh, the toppings, the, I thought you meant like cream. having it with something. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, give me a slice of apple pie with chocolate ice cream. And I was no, going to be wait, like, wait. what the fuck? I was thinking like, like if you got like cookie dough, you want cookie dough with chocolate ice cream? <laughs> Ooh, that's tough. But you know what? I think I still got to take the chocolate and cookie dough. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is a different kind of that thinking might there. be one of your crazier takes yeah and you said don air <laughs> <laughs> that is how it's pronounced all right by Don't you know. by only you yeah uh, we're, we're trying <laughs> you know to what? What, what's the word we're trying to anglicate you and make you say it like an english <laughs> that's person that's why quebec doesn't have a team that's why Quebec almost became its own country is because we said, nah, <laughs> yeah. we're not doing we're like, that. Where's all the Don Air shops? And we we're like, nope, not doing <laughs> yeah, that. Don't be your own country. Yeah. <laughs> well, lucky for you guys, there is no Don Air over here in Nanaimo. Like, there just isn't a place to get Don Air. But there's so many Don Air shops. <laughs> <laughs> I keep hearing about them. <laughs> No, seriously, like you can't get them anywhere here. It's so frustrating. Just that's why, like, reading the sign, like, wait, that's a donair. Yeah. That's not what I like. <laughs> he like walks up, he's like, dang it. Dang it, another donair yeah. shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a business opportunity. The donairs of Nanaimo. Yeah, not, not for a white guy, it isn't, but yeah. Donairs in, in uh, Nanaimo. Hmm. Lost breed. All right. Well, uh, anyway, anyway, that's that great thought. Um, some horrible takes in there. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, if you have any serious inquiries, such as why the hell does Jake want to have chocolate ice cream with his Don Air, uh, you can reach us at Vancouver Boys Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can find us across all social media platforms such as Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube at Vancouver Boys Podcast and on Twitter. You can still find us uh, under Tyler's alias of at Vancouver Boys 
underscore. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. This has been a fun episode, and make sure to stick around for next next week for a whole bunch more fun. I like it when Alex reads the outro because it's just you never know what you're going to get. You know, you never know where you can find us. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you'll be. We could be anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Au revoir. A la prochaine. Well done. What is that? What is that? Goodbye chocolate ice cream? (laughs) It's goodbye until next time. Oh. That was pretty good pronunciation, hey? That was Uh, phenomenal. Thank you. One would say no need for anglicization. You did a great job. I feel like that's such a made-up word. Au revoir. Hasta la vista. See you all later, oh. See you all later, oh. <laughs> Spanish. Trivia. Trivia. Uh, you're missing two awards. Right. Um, if you told us who won the awards, would it give them away? Or sorry, no, 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 sorry, that's not what I meant to say. What I meant to say is if you told us what the awards are, would it give away who won them, do you think? I'm going to say one thing. Okay. These two awards were given to the 2010-2011 Vancouver Canucks. That's it, eh? Yeah. That's all we get. That is all you get, and you should know the answers. Okay. I'm trying to think of, like, all of the major awards. Because I know that no one won the um, the Rocket. Unless Daniel Sedin won the Rocket? Which I don't... I didn't think he ever did that. It is a word, Jake. You have corrected me. What, the Anglo-Saxon? Yeah. It's pronounced Anglo-Saxon. Oh. Anglo-Saxon. Yeah. What's Anglo-Saxon? That's a saxophone. Oh. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, it is not. What is it then? (laughs) Anglo-Saxon? Yeah, what does it mean? Sounds like a pro wrestler. Anglo-Saxon, it it just means to like refer to people who are from the like British Isles, basically. Like if you're Anglo-Saxon, you're from Great Britain. Like your your ancestors are from Great Britain. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Never knew that. Um. Anyway, two other awards. I I don't know. Did did. Alex Burroughs win the finger biting award. I'm going to say it again. These awards were given to the 2010-2011 Vancouver Canucks. Oh my God. I, I know what they are. Oh, now. is it like the Clarence Campbell? Yes, that is one of the awards. And the president's And the president's, trophy. And the president's trophy. trophy. That is the other award. Uh, that I feel like I was pranked a little bit there. That was an award given to the 2010-2011 Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, great trivia. Yeah, the 16th trivia of today. 
Hey, you can get another president's trophy this year. You know how many president's trophies we have? Three or two? Yeah. Where did three come from? This year. Uh, no, you just <laughs> jinxed it. You just jinxed it. When did they win their first one? 2010. 2010, 2011. And then 2011, 2012? That's correct. Yes. Hmm. All right, then. Yeah. Neat. Cool. See you next week. Bye.